All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to another episode of We Create Music. I'm your host. My name is B. Vaughn. And today we have Mike Parker, a.k.a. Mikey Lambo. My guy, welcome to the show. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolute pleasure being here. Absolutely. Uh, just for some background, I know most people don't know how we kind of met. Uh, it was a A3C social mm-hmm. that we met yep. when I traveled down here. A couple years uh, back. A couple years back, right? Yeah. That's right. And so we kept in touch, and uh, this has been great, man. Yeah, so man. absolutely welcome to the show. We're just going to dive right into the whole thing. So let's talk about the beginnings as far as how you started in music. Music. So to go way, way back, my mother actually owned an artist management company. She ran one back in the day. So when I was like a toddler, I was always in the studio with it, Mm. you know, just I was witnessing it. You know, I got pictures of her artists. I was on stage with them. They were bringing me up and all that good stuff. But uh, that must have been fun. I mean, I don't really remember too much. (laughs) To be honest, to be honest with you, I don't. But she said I was in there pressing buttons and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I guess I was having fun. But. You know, as time went on, um, eventually I started writing poetry. That was like my first real dealing okay. with like the craft. Uh, eventually that evolved into playing instruments. I tried piano, tried guitar, didn't mm. work. And then I found the violin, played violin for about 14 years. Um, wow. Just, yeah, it was, it was fun. I stuck with it, consistent. I was writing mm-hmm. my own pieces for a little bit. But uh, eventually stopped that, stopped writing poetry, and then just got into pure rapping. Mm. Just pure rap. And, uh, that seems to be a, a, an, I'll say an odd switch yeah. from playing the violin, mm-hmm. writing poetry. Well, poetry and rapping kind of. A little bit, hand in hand. Kind of go like, hand in hand. Rhythm and poetry. You know? Rhythm, right. Rhythm poetry. That's right. Yeah. But um, I was with rapping for a very long time. Mm. I was doing that thing. Uh, so when I was in my college years, I was pretty much just a rapper. I wasn't mixing. I wasn't mm. producing. Oh, let me rewind when I was in middle school, you know, so probably about 13, 14, my mom had a friend. He gave me a copy of Fruity Loops. It was like Fruity Loops 4, old, Fruity old version. And I was actually dabbling in that. Right. Uh, lost the computer, lost the files, lost mm. everything. And then production found me again. Nice. But my college years, I was rapping and I had an engineer, artist, producer friend. His name was Gross. And uh, he and I were like right hand, left hand man. We were working all the time. Eventually he moved. And so when he moved, I realized, I was like, man, I can't really make music. I was like, all I can do is rap. (laughs) And so it was very uh, inspirational, to say the least. Mm -hmm. So I picked up mixing because I had my own recording equipment at the time. So I learned to just, you know, download beats and mix my voice. From there, that evolved into production. And now here I am just... Multi-talented. Multi-talented. Absolutely. Wow, that is a, a lot of experience mm-hmm. and dealing with the different things that you've been doing mm-hmm. and so the question is how do you tie what you've done in the beginning into what you do today so i guess because poetry like i'm really getting back to the essence of poetry mm-hmm. just like self-expression taking something that you've seen you've experienced and formulating that into words mm-hmm. but now musically um you know, through my experiences with the different instruments, I know how kind of how they feel. Mm. You know, I look at how different people express themselves using the same instruments mm. and orchestration techniques and things like that. And it's all just coming together with the, wow. with the music. So you tie all those elements into into your craft. Mm-hmm. Right. So kind of like when you think about music making philosophy. Mm-hmm. So all of these things tie in to help create the, the masterpieces that you create. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Everything, every experience, everything. 
That's good. That's good. Now, when you really think about it, thinking about how people can take all the things that they've done in the past to kind of set themselves up for success mm-hmm. in the future, we really don't know sometimes how the things that we started doing in the past, right? Because I was a singer back in the day. I, I don't sing today. Not anymore. But no. but I understand now how that helps helps me as a producer also yes. in approaching crafting music mm-hmm. and even working with artists because I was trying to do that back in the day. Yeah. Right. So now having that type of experience helps you in that capacity as well. Mm-hmm. 100%. Wow. 100%. 100%. Wow. So what inspires you? Life, just life itself. Like to go through life and see somebody working hard, working diligently, um, to see how people respond to me working hard and working mm-hmm. diligently. You know, like when I release a song, I've actually released songs that I've made and forgotten about just because, you know, making a lot over mm-hmm. the course of years and people give me feedback. It's like, man, this like really touched me. Or, like this changed my life. Or, like, I listen to this every day. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's like deep. That's deep. It's just because, you know, it's just interesting to see how everybody responds differently to different music yeah. and it keeps me going. Yeah. It really keeps me going. Yeah. I mean, you think about music has some type of connection with people the way whether you it's the music itself or it's the words that have been written or the, how the words are sung mm-hmm. or how the words are rapped the tempos they, everything the tempos everything, everything kind of sets a mood and even when you think about it you can even think about when you hear a certain song where you were yeah at a certain time yeah. or how it made you feel mm-hmm. um, like today there are certain songs that i kind of not listen to because as soon as i hear it, i think about my mom when my mom back. passed and it's like oh man i can't listen to some of these songs today because i know yeah that it brings up some of those types of, of memories. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a bad thing. It's just that music has that connection. Yeah, it's very power. It's like the universal language. Mm. It's a universal language. That's right. That's good. That's good. So what have you been working on lately? Lately? Um, so I've been jumping over genres. I've been producing a lot more. Less, mm-hmm. less rapping, uh, more producing for myself and for other peoples. But uh, I've been electronic. Electronic music a lot lately. Nice. Dabbling with dance, uh, drum and bass. You know, trance a little bit. Mm. Collaborations have also been a thing. Just okay. now that I feel like I've reached a point in my production where I have my own style, my own workflow. You know, I'm working with other producers mm. as well. So, you gonna do some festivals? I would love to. Ah, that's right. Short term goal. Uh, I want to be on stage at Imagine 2020. I'm not even gonna lie. Really? Yeah, Imagine Festival 2020. I think it's feasible. It is feasible. Yeah. If so, you put your mind to it and say, "Hey, this is the goal," it is feasible. Yeah, yeah because. It, electronic music is huge at festivals. I mean, when you think about some of the artists who are, and even some of the producers who are doing festivals, I mean, they are putting out music and reaching, I mean, it's like a sea vast of people, yes. vast, yeah. vast audience. Yeah. And they find a lot of fame just by doing festivals. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can think of uh, like Chore Boy. Yeah. Uh, he's, that's how he got his start. Um, Skrillex, yep, Skrillex. Uh, Diplo. I mean, that's how they really got into was doing all those uh, Nostradamus. Oh, is it Nostradamus? Flostradamus? Flosh- yeah, yeah, Flostradamus. Flostradamus yeah. yeah, that's how they all got their their start. Is kind of like in that in that in that realm. And big shout out to Skrillex because uh, he actually did the theme song for like one of my favorite video games. He did the Kingdom Hearts three, the theme song. Really? Yeah, and they like branched out. They had. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he's he killed it. Wow, yeah, he did his thing on that. No, that's just a, an example of how music can be so universal. Mm-hmm. It's not you're just stuck in, I was talking to a, a gentleman earlier about not being stuck 
as a certain thing. Yeah. Right. Because he talked about how Boxing he was a, yourself in. Yeah. He talked about how he was a rapper in the very beginning, mm-hmm. and then he eventually got into into music production, and he said, "I just didn't want to be known as a rapper." I feel he that. said, "Because I'm stuck as a rapper, mm-hmm. but as a producer." You can sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Sky is the absolute limit. Sky is is the absolute limits. I felt that way for a long time. For a long time, like just being boxed in as a rapper, mm. it's like, what can I do besides rap? It's like when I go into a studio with a producer, am I giving him anything more than a sixteen or a thirty-two? You know, it's like. Mm-hmm. But now I can go in there. We can talk theory. I can talk arrangement. I can talk sound selection. Mm. And it's it's just. Branching out has helped me branch out, provide mm-hmm. value to others, and it just it's all a, it's a feedback loop. Really. So do you think that other producers, singer songwriters need to be versed in that type of information? As far as as far as let's say when they go into a studio, mm-hmm. they need to know about song arrangement and song structure and uh, what chords are and those different types of things. Do you think as a as a as an artist that would be beneficial or uh, most certainly I think that you know as a when you're producing you got to mm-hmm. produce a result and all those things go into the result and you know anytime that you're not able to just quickly get to that mm-hmm. you know you might have to call somebody else in or you might have to look it up mm-hmm. you might have to learn it but then at the same time you know if you can play to your strengths and still get a great result off of that without knowing theory without any of that then so that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Good thing as well. Yeah, I would say everybody starts somewhere. So, yeah. Everyone has to start somewhere, but I think it's good that you can at least come in with some type of base knowledge about what's going on in the process, right. so that you can kind of be in tune to the different things happening in in the studio. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, if I don't know anything, if I don't know, I just know how to rap. Yeah. And I'm in the studio, and they were like, "Hey, yeah, you know, we're gonna um, play the, the um, one three chord and mm-hmm. the one." And, and I'm sitting like, I have no idea what they're talking yeah. about. I have no clue. <laughs> And and so that goes to this next question. As far as do you think having formal education in like music theory and all that, do you think is necessary in order for someone to be successful in the music industry? No, no. Just because I would say there's a lot of people who have already attained success without having any of that. Mm. You know, there's a lot of things like especially in the industry. Like mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of things that go into play in terms of that. So you know, are you showing up? Are you capable of at least you know, like, can you pull strings together? Are mm-hmm. you, if you're a rapper, you don't need to know theory necessarily if you're really killing it on your delivery, your verses, your charisma, mm-hmm. you know. But it most certainly helps. Mm. I would say that's a big, big thing. Yeah, because most people, I think I know, even including myself. I mean, I don't, I, mm-hmm. I don't come from a musical background. I went to school for, for music production. Is it something that you've learned over the years and being around like-minded people? You kind of pick up yeah. on these types of things also. Yeah. And I try, like, and me personally, now that I've played both roles, like, mm-hmm. I think it's a little more engaging when everybody understands those concepts when we go into the studio together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I mean. Like, uh, streamlines. Was, was the basis of that question. Does it make it more of a collaborative process mm-hmm. if the other people in the room kind of have an understanding of maybe music theory, yeah. core structure, those types of things? Yeah, I would say uh, from personal experience, it's more enjoyable. Things go by a little quicker and... <laughs> like that's right like it, when i'm in the producer seat and like mixing like i try and uh really talk to the artists that i'm in the studio with mm. like i'm really good at listening like i'm uh, that's like one of my special talents i would mm-hmm. say is like i can really hear and feel you out so like i'll talk to people and i'll be like you know how was your day what are you going through what have you been doing what have you been up to lately mm-hmm. and uh 
based off like what they tell me and how they respond, body language, all of that, I can like pick a key and just go straight from there. Wow. Yeah. Like I'll just, you know, cause, cause each key corresponds to a certain mood and things like That's that. Right. So if an artist, if they understand that, then we can already skip that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Hey, let's go to like G major today. I'm like, cool. Or, you know, if they're like B major, I'm like, cool. They're confident. You mm-hmm. know, they want to, feeling good today mm-hmm. b minor it's like b minor is my personal favorite key it's like a patient key it's like a mm. slower mel- not slower but melancholy okay. yeah so so how does that help you build that when you're building that rapport in the beginning with the the artist kind of help you to create that masterpiece it's it's all music is like complete feeling and like vibe emotion like you know, so when you establish that connection, it's almost like you're really, really able to hone in on what you want to create. Mm. Like, you know, if you and I weren't friends, the studio session wouldn't actually, like, it wouldn't, it might not go smoothly. Right. Like, you know, we might be there strictly business, right. might not be hearing each other out, feeling each other out, mine might go elsewhere. But, like, mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to really get in the studio with a lot of my close friends when mm-hmm. I started. So not only you know were they verbal about what they were going through but like i could see it like i was there with them so i was able to like help them open up we could get to you know a musical piece quicker and faster and Mm -hmm. overall make the whole process more enjoyable just because that connection yeah i mean plus because i would be open to like your feedback yeah you know i know a lot of times when when people don't build that rapport in the very beginning Mm -hmm. they kind of get closed up well we're just here strictly business to do business and that's it and so it's easier or more palatable for me to receive feedback from you mm-hmm. than it would be if I didn't know you at all and you were right. trying to tell me what to do or what to change in my song. I'm like, yeah, it's like, who? Are you? Who are you? Yeah, what are you? You're the engineer. Okay, don't. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I do think that is important, the ability to kind of build rapport with people mm-hmm. in the very beginning. And then being in the, the artist seat as well, like I've already dealt with everything that comes with being an artist, which is like being really close to your work, you know, mm. scrutinizing it and then showing it to people not knowing what they're going to think like i understand all that so mm-hmm. i can approach that a little differently when i'm working with people yeah absolutely so, i think that applies to musicians producers because sometimes i know when you make a song and you let somebody hear it you're kind of like oh yeah you man i hope, they, I hope they like what this i like it but i hope they like it but sometimes then i've learned that it doesn't really matter if they like it or not mm-hmm. it's like do i like it exactly that's right exactly do i like it so next question for you. Yeah. So I know you've been doing music for a while. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the habits that you've learned that keeps you focused and helps you be to be successful? So keeping me focused and helping mm-hmm. me be successful. It's it's a lot of internal drive, just knowing mm-hmm. like what your goals are, knowing what you want to create. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I can sit down and be like, all right, I'm going to make some music today and just not know where to start and not knowing mm-hmm. where to start. Sometimes that might be bad, but sometimes it's a good thing. So something that I've learned to just offset the bad and like negate that is like set up a workflow, like set up a process. So Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. templates are really good. Templates are amazing. Going through the different keys, I already know which keys I like. So, and then not even the ones I like, however I'm feeling that day. Like Mm -hmm. if I had a bad day or, you know, if I'm feeling like really focused, I might go to D minor, something like that. Okay. Yeah. So it just, things like that, little little bits. All right, good. Yeah. Listening to the music, I'm sorry, listening to the music as well. So like just bouncing the tracks I make and then taking them somewhere, like going for trips in the car, listening Mm. to them, you know, listening to them in the grocery store, you know, just, I wrote this down in my notes. I take a lot of notes. That was Mm. a habit I built as a rapper. Um, 
And one I wrote recently was, how can you expect the music to take you places if you don't take it places? Mm. So, like I said, I'm, I'm in headphones in the grocery store, headphones in the gym, and you kind of just get a visual of your music. And it's like, how are people moving to this? How am I moving to this? Mm -hmm. How does this make me feel? Do I want to listen to this right now? So, mm. little, little things like that have helped okay. me stay focused and, you know, you can assess and keep it moving from there. That's nice. That's nice. So really taking your music everywhere mm -hmm. so that you can really identify how that music makes you feel mm -hmm. and the type of environment you may find yourself in while listening to that yeah. to that song. Yeah. I think that's a good habit, yeah. right? Even writing things down. Well, I know yeah. most people don't even write. Yeah, no taking's big. Write things yeah. down. I mean, you got, you know, on your smartphone, you could just talk do to verbal them. notes. Yes, talk and to I don't them. even think people really use smartphones in that type of capacity to do that. So that, I think that's a good habit. Yeah. So for you, what type of barriers exist for you that would that you need to really kind of deal with that would take you to the next level? On pretty much every forefront, I would just say exposure right now. Mm. Like it's been one of those things where kind of like you said, you know, you show somebody something and mm. you're like, oh, how will they respond to it? But just going through it and like getting more of a grasp and an understanding and honing my own style and eventually to the point where it's like, I like it. You know, if I'm even right. going to show you I like it and I'm confident and I'm cool and I'm good with that, I think it's just more people need to hear it at this point. Mm. So I'm just working on ways to get the music heard. Okay. Different, different avenues. So what avenues have you, t have you looked at or? Um, collaborations have been one. Uh, okay. recently went on the BeatStars. Are you familiar with BeatStars? Yep. Yeah. I'm on BeatStars, selling beats now, licensing okay. beats. Um, trying to work with different podcasts, you know, mm -hmm. maybe get music to them. I like to work with streamers, people who stream video games on Twitch. That's a big... That is That would be very... That's good. Because yeah. a lot of people stream games mm -hmm. on Twitch. Yeah. And they can have that kind of background music while they're playing their yeah. Destiny or whatever the game may be. Mm -hmm. And they can kind of have that as, the, as a theme song. And you can like, yeah, I kind of produced that for that person. And then even the people who don't necessarily stream, but they might make content for, say, YouTube. Mm -hmm. I like to get them like custom production, like something that's just theirs. See, that's thinking outside the box because I know most producers would be like, oh man, let me find the artist to work with mm -hmm. and let me find the big artist to work with mm -hmm. and then that's how I'm going to make it. But you're looking at different avenues to take and I don't know if most people are thinking about those types of mediums to use to get their music out there. I think that's very creative to use people who are doing content on YouTube and Twitch mm -hmm. and podcasts and all these different different things. I mean, there's a guy I know I know here, but one day I hope to have him on the show, yeah. is that that's all he does is he produces music for TV shows and oh, for like film, film and, and, yeah, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. He doesn't work with an artist at all. And that's the beauty of like the industry. Like, see, and that's, and that's the thing that I was, you know, kind of uh, mm -hmm. going towards when you asked that question earlier. Like, if you're gonna produce for a film, like, you know, maybe a score, you might need to know theory. And that's part of, like, the music industry. Mm. But if you're working with a rapper, you might not need it. You might just need to know how to make a beat, let mm. their engineer mix everything, and you just keep it moving. So various happenings in the industry, various levels of expertise, mm -hmm. I would say. That's good. So what are some of the things that you've learned over the years that you think other people would need to know in order to help them out? From the engineer standpoint, the producer standpoint, it could be the from, rapper standpoint, it could be all I got of, gems for everybody. Yeah, it could gems be it could be artists because the people who will watch the show will be artists, producers, engineers, A and Rs, attorneys, everyone. 
Yeah, so what type of advice? And you can, if you want to categorize it, yeah, we'll his, categorize his it. artist, and then here's producer, here's engineer, feel free. All right, engineers, um, use your ears. I would say use your ears, like, use your ears, protect your ears, because mm -hmm. that's going to be your... <laughs> you got something for that? Protect your ears. Protect oh, your ears, goodness. man. Protect your ears. Like, mm -hmm. I have a shout out to my boy, Navi Davi. He, he, like, brought this to my attention, you know. I'm young, so, like, buddies were in the car. We're blaring music. Mm -hmm. And Navi's a seasoned producer. He's like, why are we blaring music in the car? Like, why do we have to shout over the music? Right. And that just spurred me to think about that. I was like, yeah, we're blaring stuff. And that's... Yes. So... Protect your ears. Mm -hmm. um, use your ears. I know like music production nowadays, there's a lot of visuals on the screen, a lot of eye candy with the colors on the plugins, but like your ears first and foremost, you know, they're not looking at your music, they're listening to it. Mm -hmm. So definitely just trust your ears on that. Um, furthermore, train your ears. Like you can, there's ear training you can do. There is ear training. There's ear training. So right. ears for engineers. Um, rappers, reading and writing is like the biggest thing and consistency, mm -hmm. I would say. Like try and do that every day if possible. Like we were saying, the notes, mm -hmm. you know, smartphones, you can literally talk to your phone, get your stuff down. Um, producers, listen to music. And this is for everyone as well. I would say listen to all genres. Listen to just different kinds of music as much as you can. That's right. Um, something I was doing for a while, I like to listen to a lot of music in the gym. Okay. So I was bumping like a different album, different genre every day. You know, albums mm -hmm. sometimes one, two hours. Mm -hmm. You know, you're getting a good bit of music just going in and you're just hearing it, vibing mm -hmm. with it. So I was doing that for a while. Um, that really helps develop me as a producer. Because yeah. you hear how different genres are mixed. Yeah. Different artists, collaboration. It's, it's a lot. 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 <laughs> yes, yes, right. But I would, I would I concur that you need to listen to different music. I mean, just because I'm a rapper doesn't mean I can't listen to country or listen to opera or listen to, you know, orchestral type music. I mean, inspiration can come from anywhere and you can be like, oh, that was amazing what I just heard. Yeah, you see Lil Nas X, he got his little country song. Now. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, so, <laughs> and this is blown up too. Yeah. Yep. Music is genre fluid. Music, genre is, fluid. music is music. Music is music. music. But we're the ones who want to categorize and this is and subcategorize it and to say, oh, this is where it fits into this and into this. But music is is music. Yeah. No matter how you look at it. Yeah. So what's next for you? Right now, um, I'm kind of laying low. I'm like off social media for a little bit and I'm really going in on my electronic mm. music. Um, I have a lot of beats. My first year, I've, I've only been producing for, it'll be two years in October. Okay. But uh, my first year I made like 600 beats. So whoa <laughs> now that i'm a little more seasoned mm -hmm. i've been going back and touching some of those okay. up um still experimenting with the new stuff you know trying to license some things mm -hmm. but i want to do a electronic music project or sorry project very soon mm -hmm. and then i've got some outstanding songs i need to finish big goal of mine also is like a producer album kind of how metro boom is yep. that's right dj khaled i really want right. to do one of those We'll get there when we get there. Oh, there's work that goes into that. Yeah. I did one. Yeah. 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 It's called Overdose. Overdose. There's a yes. Finding the right artist mm -hmm. and ensuring that you find the right song for the artist. Mm -hmm. uh, and we kind of talked about that because yeah. I got one, another one that I want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which, as soon as I can get my ducks in a row, mm -hmm. uh, that'll be something that I want to pull you in on. Yeah, I'd but, like yep, part. but yeah, but yeah, uh, doing <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> 
But doing uh, producer albums, it does take a lot of work versus me just in like a solo album where it's just me by myself. Yeah. Right. I kind of know what I want, but I know that when I was doing my producer album, I went through tons of artists, just trying to find tons of artists. Yeah. And I would send music out to the same song. Mm-hmm. You do this one, you, and they would send it like, mm, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, that was, that was, that was great. So let's go ahead and do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so even in that sense, there are many different things that you can do that helps you, whether it's your own producer album, instrumental albums, mm-hmm. different things like that, that you can still utilize uh, even for yourself to gain exposure as well. Yeah. Like I said, most people just focused on, let me work with Kanye or Jay-Z and then I, or yeah. J. Cole and I would have made it. Shooting for yeah. it. Yeah. And it's Shooting like, there's so many it. different things you can do mm-hmm. that can help take you to that, to that level because you never know who's watching to go. Many people are on YouTube all day. Wow. Oh, look at that. Yeah. And you never, you never know. You never know. And now I would say uh, in my producer career thus mm-hmm. far, that's been one of the most fulfilling, eye-opening, genuine experiences is just working with another artist, like mm-hmm. picking one or two and then mm-hmm. like really getting in there with them. Yeah. Because you just get to learn the process, you know, right. the person's process, y'all are honing in on the sound, mm-hmm. workflow, everything, everything. Just raw experience. That's right. Yeah, I heard Zaytoven kind of say the same thing. Because uh, that's how he essentially got his start, as he was working with Gucci Man. Yeah. And they kind of built that solid relationship with one another. And so whenever I hear him speak, he's always talking about find the one artist, work with that one artist, build with that one artist, make hits with that one one artist. But today you got people who want to, I need 10 placements, I need 10 different artists. It's like, yeah. you know? And it is, you got people that are right there that want to do the work, but because they're not, Kanye status or even below Kanye status, whatever that will be, is they don't want you when they got people right there in their circle that are looking to do some amazing things. And I will say this as well. It's also been a very, very good experience for me in leveling mm-hmm. up as well because I'll sit down with an artist sometimes and they'll want something and then I'm like, dang, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. But then that shows me what I need to go learn and That's do right. and where I need to improve so I can bring that back and just mm-hmm. keep everything open. That's right. Like, uh, that was that was big for a while. That's right. That's big. That's big. So where can people find you? I'm on uh, all social medias. I'm on like a little bit of a hiatus right now, uh, but it's SoundCloud, Mikey Lambo, Twitter and Instagram. It's Mikey Lambo. Spotify, Apple Music. You just type in Mikey Lambo. Um, low key, I actually have some hidden gems on oh. SoundCloud and on the streaming services under my real name, Mike Parker. You can look those up as well. Absolutely. I might do a little something with the two different okay. artist things, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Mike, for for you? Yeah. Like Mike Parker versus Mikey Lambo? Yeah. It, hey, there's no hey, telling. Sky's the limit. Sky's, Sky's the, the limit. absolute limit. That's so right. I don't know. Well, I appreciate you being on the show, man. Yeah. It's been a wonderful time just chatting with you and getting Thanks to know you yeah. and just getting to know your experience and sharing your expertise and insight with the We Create audience. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Appreciate Thank you, brother. Man. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Likewise. Absolutely.